0: From the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast.
1: Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, recording from the safety of my basement studio office in Alexandria, Virginia. And to my west, I believe, is our editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald.
2: Sir, good day. Yes, I'm on the same plane, communications plane with you, even though we're separated by miles.
1: We are separated by by the miles, by by the uh coronavirus and the lockdown, the shutdown. Uh I've lost track of how many days it is, but it doesn't matter. We're all staying uh safe and healthy and it's good to hear from you sir also once again is our illustrious producer elizabeth hello elizabeth howdy tell everybody how your dining room table's doing
0: i got to tell you it is so uncomfortable i never realized that these chairs were
2: so stiff
1: <laughs> well you know what when this whole thing is over you yeah. want to visit the salvation army thrift store and get yourself you bet new- i do yeah, you should, you should get some I love new, that idea. new chairs, you know, Yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> maybe talk to your boss, you know, maybe they could, mm-hmm. maybe he's a pretty cool somebody. guy. Yeah, I think so. Well, listen, everybody, we really appreciate uh, you taking a few moments of your time to listen in with us. So we've noticed that um, our, uh, our, our hits on uh, our podcasts are increasing a little bit and we have some new listeners. And so we welcome you. We encourage you to go back into our archives and uh, revisit some of our past Fight for Good episodes. Uh, You'll see some or you'll hear some uh, great interviews of authors and other people that we've had the privilege of writing. You know, Jeff, I think we're we're nearing like uh, about 30 of these episodes. What do you think of them so far?
2: It's just a wonderful outlet for us, and uh, I really enjoy the give and take, especially with those people who are experts in certain areas, Um, it's just a wonderful opportunity.
1: We like to highlight people that contribute to the War Cry, um, both within the Salvation Army and without the Salvation Army. And we like to give a little bit of background, kind of behind the scenes sort of things that go on with the War Cry. And one of the things that we do with the War Cry is that we have ongoing series, and we have a commitment to, in each issue, to offer a Bible study. Uh, Our magazine uh, gets into places where uh, some people uh, have limited access to, whether it's the internet or even getting out to get to church, and uh, we feel that our spiritual components and, and teaching is very important for us. And we're really privileged this past year to have what I think is probably one of our best Bible teachers in the Salvation Army in current day as an active officer. And I say that um, because I know this man. I love this man with all my heart. And uh, he is my friend and a colleague. And, um, well, just I could say a lot of great things about him. And he didn't pay me to say that, but we welcome into our our studios today, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dean Henson. Good afternoon, Dean, and greetings.
0: Good afternoon, thank you. That's pretty good, Tim. You don't usually get that kind of introduction from an officer that follows you in an appointment. I'm that's. Pretty
1: excited about that. no this. that's that's the truth my <laughs> friend that is the that is the truth um, and you know I I've, I've always tried to make it a, a point to honor the people that I followed and I, I certainly honor you as as some may know uh, Colonel Henson was the national secretary for program and now along with his wife they were transferred in November. Uh, back to the Southern Territory. Why don't you tell everybody what exactly uh, has been going on with you, Dean, and, Pam, and also Pam. What, what what's been happening in your life?
0: Yeah, as we've returned home to um, Atlanta and the Southern Territory, Pam and I, or the um, territorial secretaries for spiritual life development, uh, relatively new appointments. Some the territories have had it longer than others. The general has asked that every territory have this position, and um we followed the hoffers alan and Fiona hoffer but they left in june so it's been six months before anybody was in this position and it's still pretty open in designing what it is they want us to do um it's exciting in a new position like this and really we get to focus the territory's attention on developing our spiritual lives and so i've been trying to do that It's become even more difficult with the coronavirus. One of the things we recognize is you can't develop spiritual life in a territory from an office at THQ. And now all the events that we've had scheduled for the rest of the year have been canceled. So we're trying to figure out how to to be spiritual life development um, secretaries with um, no opportunity to get out in the territory and visit folks. But um, one of the outlets that you have given me and I'm continuing to work on is writing. And it looks like I'll be doing more of that in the future.
1: Well, I want to, we want to kind of delve into that uh, a little bit too because uh, you you were and and we can edit this out, but I don't think we will. You were you're a reluctant writer. Tell people about how I forced you to start considering writing and what that process has been like for you this past year.
0: Well, it is true that um, I had quite a bit of nagging at NHQ. Or questions about when are you going to write something?
1: I like um, the word nagging. That's good. That's a good word there.
0: I have had the, uh, Pam and I, we've had the real opportunity to teach the Bible in a number of settings or, all across this country and around the world. In terms of officers' councils and uh, conferences, um, Southern Bible Conference, the Old Orchard Beach, um, TEC in Russia, the, a number of venues taking folks to Israel so teaching the bible and speaking on the bible is something that i have become comfortable with and had opportunity to do and as i used to say to you often just because i can teach it to a group of people that are sitting in front of me as we open up our bibles and study it that's not the same thing as writing it and um it has been a not something i had done before and so as i started down this road i think it's been helpful for me to to be able to write in set relatively short segments, um, 750 words every month. I said, you know, I wasn't sure I could keep that kind of schedule. And I have been able to. It hasn't been that difficult. And writing in uh, smaller venues um, or segments, again, concentrating on the Bible, trying to open up the Bible to folks um, has been a, a good experience and one that I have enjoyed.
2: Certainly. Yeah, I know that, um, Colonel Henson, you have a real... Uh, passion for making disciples, and uh, that does come through in your teaching. And I'm just wondering, what specifically have you learned about the craft of writing uh, by taking on this Bible study? I know that we, we want to encourage uh, Salvation Army officers and personnel to write for the war cry and for our website, and we want to encourage them. Um, so if you could give us some general tips that you found useful, that would be great.
0: Well, whether I'm speaking or writing, um, one of the things I try to do is start with the passage. Start with the Bible. Um, read it again. Um, ex- try to figure out what it's saying. And then looking at what it means. Looking at the context, looking at what it meant and that um, time frame of when it was written to the people it was written to and how can we make application from that? And so whether it's been speaking or whether it's been writing, I've still tried to follow that model of what's it say, what does it mean, how does it apply? And um, that when you get a chance to speak over a, in a 20 minute or even 45 minute sermon, and then the difference in writing 750 word article um, on a passage has been a, a challenge at times. Um, but it has been a, a good challenge in trying to get that information across.
2: So, did you find yourself going through several edits after you wrote something down? How long did you give uh, your text time to germinate?
0: Yeah, there always were edits, and um, and I'll admit, I every time I had Pam read it, my wife make sure that there were things, you know, um, words that I use or. Forget to put an S on this, or she catches a lot of that. And so, whether I am also writing articles now for the Southern Spirit, and um, so I have not submitted anything, whether the War Cry or Southern Spirit, without allowing her to read over it first, um, and um, and edit it that way. I've also found it interesting or helpful on Word that it tells me how many words I'm writing, <laughs> and so I can see if I'm getting close to 750. I can see if I've gone over. I usually go back and and read through it and reword stuff, either you know adding in or taking out words based on uh, aiming for that total, which has not been really difficult. Um, and so the editing has been more with just um, can I say it in fewer words most of the time, than it has been changing any of the things that have been written there.
2: Just curious, some you know writers work uh, just put what their thoughts on paper and proceed that way. Some work with an outline. Did you have a, a certain approach you followed?
0: No outline that's written down. Um, one of the things I was able to do as you gave me the number of um, Bible studies that you wanted, um, I put down the, I guess it was 10 or 11 and um, wrote them all that, wrote down each month and then wrote what I thought would be the, the idea or subject for each one of those. Um, Once settling on gardening with God and recognizing all the different um, metaphors with gardening and growing and trees and plants and fruit and roots, Um, it was, you know, having to cut that down to just 10 or 11 of those, Um, but then having them in place and thinking about what was coming like knowing that at one point i was going to do something on the vine and the branches Um, another point i was going to do something on the fruit of the spirit and another would be psalm one and the tree planted by the water um along with those three that i did which is where the really the idea came from is the three gardens um leading up to easter the garden of eden with the tree of life the garden of gethsemane and the garden tomb and putting that in the middle is leading up to easter and then crafting the others around it. It gave me a time uh, framework for looking at the whole year and then been able to plug things in as I was looking for those different passages.
2: Interesting. I know that, you know, you're aware that not in this um, industrial age or information age, we're not all familiar with gardening per se, but uh, why does the metaphor of gardening used throughout scripture speak to the deepest needs of the soul?
0: One is it's it's all around us. You're right. In our big cities, we're not as connected to it. But um, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I found interesting is, as we've been um, ordered to stay home, a lot more people are gardening. (laughs) A lot more people are spending time in it. Mm -hmm. I I found it interesting that one of the essential services, at least here in Atlanta, are are the nurseries. <laughs> and the places where you can go get plants and you can go get soil and you can go get some of those things to beautify your home and to uh, and to spend time on that um, I'll admit to not being a great gardener uh, again like writing that's not something that comes easy but I like it um, I enjoy doing it um, I've seen some of the pictures of some of the things the foliage are growing and I'll think wow that's pretty neat um, this I can do is the poinsettias that I try to keep growing year after year <laughs> as we finish up Christmas. And I still got this year's poinsettia that looked beautiful and red still that we got in December. Um, it made the transition down here to Atlanta. Um, but I'm fascinated with that. One is just the idea of growth. That's something that um, is living and growing. And I think the metaphor of um, The roots that you can't see that go down deep into the soil of God's love and the the tree that is firm and solid based on that root system and then the fruit that's produced, all of those speak to us in our spiritual life and our relationship with God in a very meaningful way. Jonathan Raymond um, indicated that the metaphor of of, um, a farmer and of growing was biblical and as a better metaphor for how we can be leaders um, in the church and with that idea um, planted, then starting to look through scriptures and finding it everywhere. Um, it's been a neat study.
2: Mm. Yeah, you're right. The images are so great. I think, of you know, the kingdom of God being as small as a mustard seed, and yet it grows, you know, through the uh, through the ages <laughs> to envelop the whole world. Um just changing gears a bit, I'm just wondering, what do you see, uh, you know, as you teach on the Scripture and uh, are such a student of it, what do you see as a need among Salvation Army officers, officers and personnel in regard to understanding doctrine and Scripture?
0: One of the things that has been real evident over a number of years of, of teaching the Bible is the lack of Bible knowledge, um, not just in the Salvation Army, but in the church at whole. Uh, a sermon every Sunday is not going to feed us and not going to give us the Bible knowledge, the background, the context that we really need for understanding what we're reading. I think it's getting better. A um, number of people are working at it. One of the responsibilities as training principal is to teach the understanding of the Bible or um, basic Bible study and um, and getting into that and starting to do that with the cadets as they would come to training. The question I would always get is, why didn't anybody talk to us about this? Why didn't we not heard this before? (laughs) And um, one of the truths is, is that we get busy doing so many things that Bible study is not often a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not not just a core officer's job. You can't teach people that won't come to a class or won't come to something besides Sunday morning. And so getting people together. Studying God's word, digging deep into God's word, understanding the times um, to which they were written, I think is getting better. And I'm seeing some of that, but it still is an area that we've got to continue to work on.
2: Yeah. I mean, it really resonates with with what Colonel Foley has been dealing with. in you know, as he has tackled the subject of Sabbath and, um, you know, he sees a need for balance in, uh, you know, people within the Salvation Army. Who are so dedicated to their work, needing balance in their life to be replenished spiritually, as you know, so they're motivated and have strength to carry out their service.
0: So. One, of the, one of the interesting things that I've seen through this um, um, pandemic and the stay at home orders is the number of Bible studies online.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Um, I've been able to join my son as a chorus in Columbus. And the bible study he has on tuesday nights with his soldiers um mm. i've been invited to to teach an evening of a bible study that's in tallahassee and you can pick up there are a number of ones that um, now that i can see going on and see that are active they probably were going on before but now they're online and i might connect to them and so it's kind of neat to see that and and tim he'll resonate with this seeing your cadets that are now in ministry and like teaching a bible study from a class um, that they learned in training, um that's pretty neat,
1: yeah, I think about it a lot, you know it's it's kind of like with this the coronavirus response i mean i I don't recall teaching cadets how to what to do in the when a pandemic hits and you but you just see this instinctive work that Salvation Army officers and soldiers and personnel are just doing and launching into and uh, the plethora of online um, activity is is really it's it's an incredible blessing to see uh, how God is is using this.
0: It was tough Easter not being able to preach, but I think I listened in on six or seven different sermons Easter Sunday morning. <laughs> that was well, pretty neat. <laughs> I,
1: I I find myself going back to my home core back in the in the Western Territory in Concord, California. I, I listen in to Major Gwen Jones's uh, sermons. And that's, you know, that comes on about one o'clock our time out here, but, um, it's just pretty amazing. Um, Colonel, I, I just wanted to kind of wrap a few things up here, but first we really truly thank God for you. We miss you here at uh, national headquarters. Uh, I certainly miss having my good friend right around the corner from me, but, um, we're really grateful that we can still stay connected in these ways and hopefully down the road, uh, you know we can uh, be of assistance to you, and and your ministry, your important ministry to the officers of the Southern Territory.
0: Well, wow, thank you very much. I thought Tim that, you know, it might be difficult for us to be just a few blocks away and not be able to see each other, <laughs> maybe communicate as much from Atlanta to Alexandria. So um, it's it's amazing. I I've, I've been on Facebook now, and my son said, you know, I think you got on too late. Well maybe I got on just on time.
1: <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, our our listeners need to know that uh, you and I journeyed to Indonesia together uh, as you were ending your appointment here at national headquarters. And as I was taking on the role that you were uh, holding on to, and we had a, a lovely time in Indonesia, I keep thinking about the folks in Indonesia, you know, as I I'm here in in our shutdown and I I see the people that you and I ministered to and you know the suffering that we just even saw from those folks while we were there it's it's magnified and this this whole effect of the Salvation Army worldwide is is pretty traumatic but we're grateful for your work because we think that we can point people back to past issues of the war cry and have them dig around a little bit in the garden of God's word. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll find uh, some encouragement from the things that you've written.
0: Yeah. I have been thinking about those folks in Indonesia. It's funny before this pandemic started, we saw pictures of flooding right there in Jakarta at the training school where we had just been. And they didn't hardly get finished with dealing with that and those floods that came through that they have been dealing with the pandemic. And so they have been on my prayers as I know as yours as well. And thinking back to those wonderful people that we met.
1: Well, the, the effects of what we do here at National Headquarters with our national publications, as you said earlier, you don't know as you're you're looking at a computer screen and you're looking at your Bible and you're pondering and, and you're pounding out and trying to keep within the blessed word count. You, you never know the effects of it. And uh, we continue to believe in the written word of God and the how the Holy Spirit uh, uses those words. So again, um, hats off. To you. Thank you, my friend, uh, for your labor. And uh, we continue to pray blessings on you and Pam and on your family uh, as you minister uh, there in the Southern Territory.
0: Thank you very much. And thank you for this opportunity.
1: Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the War Cry peer and on Facebook, also on Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And also a great website that is updated every day by Elizabeth is www.thewarcry.org. There you can see the digital version of each issue of The War Cry. Well, again, we thank you for taking a few moments of your day. We pray that you are staying safe that you're staying smart and healthy. Uh, remember to practice the social distancing and listen to your local authorities, but also keep loving each other and keep reaching out to each other with the grace and love that God has shared with you. Until our next episode, take care and God bless you.
0: Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.